Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Wellsprings Community Church. Uh, I'm actually here this morning uh, in church itself, uh, able to be here to um, do some of the things for this morning here. Uh, and it's really great to see the building again and to be back in the building uh, and to uh, see all the new things that have happened here, all the work that's been done, how amazing it looks and what an amazing thing it's going to be once we're able to uh, have the cafe open uh, through the week, once we're able to do uh, things in here on a Sunday again uh, and be together physically uh, and not just through the internet like we are at the moment. Um, my name's Tiff, I should have said, I'm part of the leadership team here at Wellsprings. Uh, and it, it is great that although you can't be here in the church with me, uh, that it is possible for you to join with us wherever you are, whether you're watching this live, it's on Sunday morning, whether you're watching it uh, as a catch-up, as a recording later in the week, whether you're years in the future and you've just found us on YouTube or something like that and you're able to see what's going on. Uh, it's great that you could join us. Our prayer for you, whenever this is and wherever you are, is that God will be speaking to you. God will be revealing more of himself and more of his love to you and will enable you to, to move on in your journey of faith with him, to discover him for the first time if that's your situation, to rediscover him if, if you haven't been connected with him for a while, to continue in that journey of faith with him for those uh, who are already moving on in that. It's great that whatever stage we're at, we can join together, we can support each other, we can encourage each other, we can pray for each other, we can speak to each other, maybe by sending messages now on the, uh, whichever feed you're watching, you could have uh, the messages coming up on your screen, things to pray about, uh, highlights that you can share of ways that God has been at work in your life. Uh, and also you could be involved in sharing in this uh, very practically. You could become someone uh, who prays. You could become someone who does a Bible reading. You could be someone who leads us in communion. You could be someone who leads us in some worship songs. You could be someone uh, who even does the talk if you want to as we go through. Um, there are lots and lots of different opportunities for people to be involved in different ways. If you'd like to be involved in that way, whether that's something new for you or whether you've already done something uh, over the last few weeks, get in touch with me, send me a message or write here uh, on one of the feeds that you're on uh, and I'll be able to see that uh, and I'll be able to explain to you then how we go about doing that. I'll give you the Bible reading you want to do. I'll explain about the prayers. Uh, I can explain how you get what you do to be able to fit with us on a Sunday morning and practically physically get it to us so that we can edit it together to make the morning service. I can arrange all of those things. Just get in touch with me uh, if you'd like to volunteer to do something. And thank you for all those who have volunteered already. It's been great that other people could be involved and other people's voice and face could be seen and heard and not just mine. Uh, so this morning, uh, there are those opportunities, like we've said, to share highlights, to share prayers, uh, and to volunteer uh, to be involved in that very practical way in the time to come. Uh, just looking, more and more people are coming in and joining us uh, all the time as we go through. Um, if you're new to Wellsprings Community Church, if you're not uh, used to being with us, you haven't maybe been with us physically, you've just caught up with this online and have decided to be a part of the groups and join in each week, then you also are very, very welcome. Then it's, it's great that you can be with us. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit later uh, in the little thought that I do each week uh, about that kind of thing and about how amazing it is that now we have many, many times more people 
watching us on a Sunday morning and being part of what we do on a Sunday morning than we ever had when we were meeting here in the building. And that's a real challenge and a real excitement. Uh, but we need to be thinking, what do we do for the future? How can we continue with this kind of thing? Or how can we continue to meet people in this kind of way? So, welcome once again. Hopefully by now most people are in uh, and most people are watching. Welcome to Wellsprings Community Church. I'm going to pray in a second and then we're going to have our morning service. It might look and feel a little bit different to if we were here in the building, but we're not here in the building. This is the new normal that we're creating. And so uh, our prayer is that God will be working through that. We know he will. We've already heard stories of how he's done that through the things that we do and through the things that other people are doing on a Sunday morning in their churches as they do this similar kind of thing. So let's pray and then we'll be able to sing some songs of worship. Please do join in. Simon Marshall is leading those for us today. Please do join in with the singing and worshipping God in that way. We're going to have a Bible reading. We're going to have some prayers. Uh, we're going to have a little thought from me. Uh, and at the end of the service as well, we're going to have communion. So if you haven't yet got some bread and some juice ready, then maybe there's a chance now just quickly to run off and grab those uh, so that you can join together with us in sharing communion, remembering the body and blood of Jesus, sharing the bread and the juice together. Uh, that Although we're separate, we're still one body. We're still joined in him. And so we're able to celebrate in that kind of way. So let me pray, and then we'll continue through with the service. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will be with each one of us this morning, whether we're watching this live, whether we're watching it later in the day, whether we're watching it later in the week, whether we're watching it in years in the future. Lord Jesus, I pray you would meet with each one of us, that you would reveal something more of your heart and of your love to us. And Lord Jesus, I just ask that your spirit would come now and would fill each one of us. Help us to know your presence with us. Help us to know your love for us. And help us to know how to put into action that love that you have and you want us to share with others as well. Holy Spirit, come now. Fill us as we worship you in spirit and in truth. Enable us to discover more of you and more of what it means to live with you. So ask those things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Simon Marshall is now going to lead us uh, in our first song of worship. It's one called 10,000 Reasons. Oh, 
the Lord of my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship Your holy name. You're rich in love. Your heart is kind For all your goodness I will keep on singing Ten thousand reasons For my heart to find Bless the Lord of my soul Oh my soul Worship His holy Like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship your holy name. And on that day when my strength is failing, the angels near my time has come. Still my soul will sing your praise. very kindly uh, offered to lead us in our prayers so she's going to do that next uh, and then straight after that we'll have our bible reading for today uh, it's something a little bit different this week i need to say thank you to harris boone uh, who i think during lockdown uh, has begun doing this for other things for himself as well he's begun doing lego movies stop motion ones where you take a picture and then move things a little bit and then take another picture um, he's been doing that for things and he offered that for this week he would tell us our bible story using that stop-motion technique. So after Sue has led us in prayer, then we're going to see Harris's stop-motion version of today's story, a story you may well know. It's quite a famous story of a man being lowered through the roof so that he has a chance to meet Jesus. Sue, going to lead us in our prayers now. We now reach the part of our service where we can humbly approach our Heavenly Father with our concerns and our requests. As Tiff reminded us last Sunday, this should not be the same as a shopping list, where we expect everything to be delivered. However, Jesus encourages us to ask, and keep asking in his name. Although our Heavenly Father, just like an earthly father, loves us all enough to know that not everything that we want is for the best. In these strange times, 
we need to remember that the church is not a building, but its people. We have had to take our church out of the building and into our homes, but we are still the same church. It is still good to pray together with others. And so we open our hearts to all who are watching, both now on Sunday morning, but also those who will catch up later today or during this week. Some from other parts of the country and even other parts of the world. Our Heavenly Father is not constrained by time as we are, and he will hear us as we come together. I hope you will respond to these prayers out loud or in your heart. And after you hear the words, Lord, in your mercy, that you will respond, hear our prayer. We thank you, Father, that we are able to worship once again and for the way we have been blessed during this past week. We thank you for our friends and families, for your care of us. We are truly grateful. We thank you for the opportunities we've had to serve others and for the kindness that we have received. We give you thanks, Father, that we have been less affected by coronavirus than many other parts of the UK and that care homes in Taunton have not been badly affected with the virus as they have in many places. Many of us had experience of the way that lack of funding over many years has affected our care homes and the people working in them. We give you thanks for all of them, Lord, that are working in the care sector, those in the residential homes and the care homes and those who visit people at home. We thank you, Lord, that they give so generously of their time and their love, despite the difficulties that they work under. And we pray that in the future, they will be truly valued and resourced as they deserve. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember all those whose operations or appointments have been put on hold during the past few months and who have no idea when their wait will be over. We pray now for those known to us who are isolated at home because of poor health, unable to be visited by their friends and families who would have been supporting them. We pray for those who have dementia or severe physical or learning disabilities and may be less able to cope with being confined. We pray for those who are caring for them at home often elderly or in poor health themselves. We ask, Lord, that they will feel your peace during these difficult times. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have been affected financially by the crisis, who are now unemployed or fear that they may become so. Those who are afraid they may lose their homes those who find themselves relying on charity to feed their children. We pray for local businesses which are now struggling and we ask your special blessing on those whose employment puts them in danger of infection. Hospital workers, bus drivers, those in the emergency services. And we pray for the staff of our local schools who've also worked throughout the lockdown 
and are now having to try and provide a self environment as more children will be coming to school as the lockdown is gradually lifted. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We think of the story of the Good Samaritan. Lord, we do not want to be the one who passes by on the other side. Jesus tells us that whatever we do for others, we are doing for him. Lord, we pray that you will bring to our mind anyone who we can support in any way during this coming week. Neighbour, friend, relative, whether far or near, by phone or message, and will give us the grace we need to serve you faithfully. Amen. Jesus had came to town and everyone had heard. Jesus is here. But there were four men with a friend with a paralysed man. They tried to get in, but there was no room. So they had an idea. Let's climb on top of the roof. Okay. So they went onto the roof and so they lowered him down. Jesus saw their hopefulness and said, Your son, your sins are forgiven. And with that, he stood up. But the Pharisees saw this and they weren't that happy. God said, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to give to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you to get up and take your mat and go home. And so he did. By this sight, everyone was amazed. And they were praising God, saying, we have never seen anything like this before. Last week... Uh, we left the story that Mark in his gospel is telling us uh, with Jesus becoming more and more popular with people. He was doing all kinds of healings. He was bringing shalom, remember? He was bringing wholeness and completeness. He was making things be how they were always meant to be. He's bringing those things to people's lives. And not surprisingly then, when we start today's story, We've got Jesus in a house. Uh, we're not clear from the text whether it's his house or whether it's Peter's house. But it's where, if it was Peter's house, it's where Jesus was staying, where Jesus was living. He's in the house and that house is full, crammed to the door. And even outside, there's a crowd of people all around. They want to see Jesus. They want to maybe receive shalom from him, wholeness and completeness, some kind of healing. Maybe they want to see that happen and say, I was there when Jesus did that healing. Maybe they want to listen to his teaching and find out what it means to live as part of the kingdom of God that Jesus says he's bringing, he's proclaiming to the people. And so, in this house, surrounded by people, surrounded by crowds, it's not surprising that the story we've got today that Harris so brilliantly just told for us using his Lego stop motion, uh, it's a famous story. It's not surprising what we see happen. The crowds are surrounding the house. Four friends arrive. They're carrying their friend on a mat. He's paralysed. They can't get in. They can't get through the door. There's too many people. It's too crowded. And so what do they do? They use the steps that were on the outside of all uh, Middle Eastern houses back then and still today are, are there for most of them. They go up onto the roof, the place that was like an extra room, especially in the evening when it was a little bit cooler. The house below only had one room. So they would go onto the roof and it would be a place where they could rest and relax and be a little bit cooler in the evening. 
The, the four friends carry the man up the steps onto the roof and they begin, the Greek says, to tear apart. Uh, it says that they break apart. Literally, it means that they unroofed the roof and then they lower their friend down so that he can have an encounter with Jesus for himself. Jesus firstly forgives the man's sins. Uh, did you notice in the story the religious leaders are already there? They would have probably been at the front of the crowd, inside the house. They want to listen to what Jesus says. They want to hear. They want to check him out. They want to make sure what he's saying is in line with what they've always been teaching. And they've always thought about God. So they're there to check him out. And you can see their disdain, their disgust, as Jesus forgives the man's sins. And you can hear their voice with that disgust in it, can't you? Who can forgive sins except God? Who does he think he is? And they were right. The problem was that they couldn't conceive of the idea that this meant that Jesus was God. All they could understand was that he was a blasphemer. Uh, they had a saying at the time amongst the rabbis. It was, uh, there is no sick man healed of his sickness until all his sins have been forgiven him. Get that? There is no sick man healed of his sickness until all his sins have been forgiven him. To the Jewish mindset, to these religious leaders' mindset, the sick man was therefore, because he was sick, a man that God was angry with. He was banned from worshipping anywhere. The man couldn't be cured unless first he was forgiven. And what do they see? He was cured by Jesus. Therefore, his sins were forgiven by Jesus. Therefore, Jesus' claims to be God must be true. So the people are seeing Jesus bringing shalom, bringing physical wholeness to people, and also a renewed membership in the people of God. Their relationship with God was restored. Their relationship with the community around them was restored. They could become one with that community instead of being shunned and being seen on the outside. But this new thing that Jesus was saying, this new kingdom that Jesus was bringing, uh, was clashing already with the institutions and with the establishments of the old way of thinking, the old way that they thought they knew God was working. You see, they had in mind that God was powerful and God was majestic and God was set apart from us and God was judgmental of us when we didn't live up to his standards. And if we had something wrong with us, physically or mentally or in any way, that therefore must mean that God was angry with us. But in Jesus comes this new message. In Jesus comes this new kingdom. One that says, everyone is welcome. Even the outsider who we thought God was angry with, and therefore who we excluded. Jesus' kingdom is being revealed. 
And it's centred on the acceptance of the outsider. It's centred on offering hospitality and welcome to those people. And then in seeing them receive shalom. Uh, being helped with their physical needs, their emotional needs, their mental needs, their spiritual needs. All the areas of their life come under God's kingdom and become part of his shalom as he brings healing and wholeness to them. The thing I love about this story, I don't know if you spotted it. It shows that the intrusion, the interruption of the outsider, of the other of the one that God was angry with, didn't disrupt the work of God. But rather, it gave new opportunities for the work of God to happen and to be proclaimed. I think there's no doubt that coronavirus has disrupted our church routines. It's disrupted our services, it's disrupted our meetings, it's disrupted our worship of God. It's disrupted how things are always done here. But that disruption has actually led online and through this practical support that we're able to give to the people of this area, uh, it's resulted in more people being included, in more people been accepted in more people who previously were not a part becoming a part people discovering who Jesus is and what his kingdom is about there's a phrase in the story uh, Mark chapter 2 uh, and it's at verse 5 when Jesus saw their faith he said to the paralyzed man son your sins are forgiven when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Sons, Son, your sins are forgiven. Whose faith did Jesus see? Jesus saw their faith. The faith of the friends who brought the paralyzed man on the stretcher so that he could have an encounter with Jesus once they'd unroofed the roof, once they'd caused an intrusion and an interruption and a disruption, once what should have been the order and the norm had been broken, then the person who'd been kept outside could become a part and could encounter Jesus for himself. How did Jesus see their faith? How does Jesus see our faith? How do people see our faith? People see our faith when it's doing something. When it's put into action. When it's giving practical help and support to people. People don't see our faith when we keep it to ourselves. And did you notice, the ones with faith were the ones who were disrupting the normal. They were the ones who were including someone who the religious leaders thought didn't belong. They were the ones who were adapting to the situation. They were the ones who were making it possible for their friend to have an encounter for himself with Jesus. Uh, a man called John Caputo wrote a book and in it he said this, the church is not the answer. The church 
is the question. The church is not the answer. The church is the question. As a church, we can't be the complete answer for people. But we can prompt questions in people that allow them to then find the answer and to respond. Our faith in action. Our radical inclusion of people who might previously have felt excluded or unwanted or rejected or even who have previously thought that God was angry with them and so we excluded. Our adapting ourselves and our situation and the way of doing things, the new normal that we hear about that's going to come after coronavirus, for us as a church that must allow it must cause people to ask the questions i'm sure we'll think about the practicalities of this a lot more in the coming weeks things are not going to be things cannot be the same but at this stage at least it's a principle that we can understand our role as a church, what is it to be, especially in this new normal that's coming once coronavirus ends? Our role as a church, where to be diggers who make an opening so that people can have an encounter with Jesus. Through our actions, through our words, through our radical acceptance, through adapting and adjusting ourselves. People who previously have never wanted to be part, previously never felt like they could be part, previously maybe we didn't want to be part, will receive a welcome home. They will be included in that radical way that will then cause God to be at work in a bigger way, not disrupting, not interrupting, but opportunities to reveal more of him. Our role as a church, where to be diggers who can make an opening so that people can have an encounter with Jesus.
Blessed is God's name. The amazing thing about um, Jesus' message, the amazing thing about what it means to know him and to follow him uh, and to live for him in the world today is that wherever we are and however we're feeling, we could be on the road marked with suffering. We could be in the wilderness. We could be in the place where the sun's shining down on me and the world's all as it should be. Whichever position we're in, whichever situation we're in, uh, we are accepted. We are accepted and loved. We are welcomed. And Jesus says, come with me. Come and join with me. And he says as far as communion, which is what we're going to do now, is he says, come and eat with me. Eating back in the Middle East and still today in the Middle East uh, is something that shows relationship. It shows friendship. It shows acceptance. It shows love. You only eat with those people. And so, as we come together to break bread, as we come together to drink juice, as we come together to participate uh, in this way, then whatever we're feeling, whatever our situation, whatever our background, wherever we are or have been in the past, wherever we are or will be going in the future, right now Jesus says, come and be with me. I accept you. I love you. I want you to join and be a part of my family in celebrating together my love for you. And so that's why we have the bread. Jesus said that the bread uh, was a representation of his body. And that just as his body was broken on the cross, then we break the bread to remember what he's done for us. To remember his life and that radical inclusion that we thought about earlier. To remember his death on the cross when his body's broken. To remember his resurrection. And to recognise again what that means that even today, because he has overcome everything that can stand against us in our relationship with him, whatever that may be, he's beaten it. And so we can come into that intimacy of relationship with him. We're accepted. And we're forgiven. So... Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he broke it, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, broken for you. So let's take our piece of bread. Let's take and eat. And remember Jesus' love. Jesus' acceptance. Jesus' forgiveness for each one of us. Whoever we are. Wherever we are, whatever stage of life we're in, however we're feeling, on the road marked with suffering, in the desert place, with the sun shining down on us and the world as it's meant to be. Whoever, wherever we are, Jesus accepts and loves and bids us join his body this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your body broken for us. Amen.
and then the writers, the gospel writers, the story of Jesus' life that we find in the Bible, uh, they said that Jesus then, after he'd done that with the bread, he took the cup. And he said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the co new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. It's a reminder of his blood that was shed, but it's a reminder of the new kingdom, the new covenant, the new way of being in relationship with God through Jesus, so that now we can know the risen Jesus with us. We can know his spirit at work deep down within us. We can see our lives changed and transformed by him. He meets us just where we are and he takes us on. So as we drink this juice now, let's remember Jesus's blood shed for us, the blood of the new covenant, the new agreement, the new kingdom that we enter into when we come into relationship with Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood shed for each one of us. Should we just have a few seconds of quiet for each one of us to respond and to reflect in the way that we feel we need to right now? So that's the end of our service today. I hope you found it useful. I hope you found it a way of connecting with God, perhaps uh, for the first time or in a new way. Let us know uh, what God's doing in your life. If maybe you have listened and watched for the first time uh, and you want to know more, then contact me, send in some questions so that I can contact you more privately maybe and, and talk about some of the things that it means to know God, to be a Christian, to accept Jesus into your life. Thank you to all those people who have helped with this morning's service. Please do remember uh, that for coming weeks, if you want to be involved in any kind of way, just let me know and we can let you be involved with Bible reading or with prayers or with leading some sung worship or communion uh, or sharing a testimony or just a short little bit about what being a Christian means to you, whatever it is. It's great to have loads and loads of people involved as we lead these services. Uh, and do please keep looking out through the week for some of the other things that are happening, some of the online things that are there. Please do keep using the messaging uh, on whichever feed you're watching uh, so that we can see prayer requests and pray for them, so that we can hear uh, encouragements through highlights. Uh, and please do keep in touch with Andrew Coleman uh, as he sends out his Keep Connected so that we can all find out more uh, in a written form about what's going on uh, and be encouraged uh, and be given men, uh, menus, given recipes uh, and puzzles and all kinds of things as well. So we'll leave it there for this week. Some of you I'll see maybe in a minute or two uh, as we switch over uh, to a, a different form of meeting. Um, but otherwise, I hope you have a really, really great week. We'd love to see you again next Sunday morning at 10.30 or whenever you can watch our recording. Uh, and yeah, keep pushing on and pressing on and discovering more of what Jesus is doing in your life. Grace and peace, everyone.